0: Yeah, welcome back to another episode of Where the Fogs Are They? Episode number eight. As you can see, no one is sitting next to me, but technology is a great thing. We've got the uh, Manly captain and the State of Origin Queensland captain on the other end of Zoom daily. Cherry Evans, how you going, brother?
1: Thanks for having me, mate. I'm looking forward to this. Talk to us your first time. You even got
0: mentioned about, um, you know, putting your own jersey on because I know personally for myself and, you know, people we've had on here before, um, it's a very, very proud moment, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is mate. Um when you start off playing NRL, you you're striving for just one NRL game. And then you get one NRL game and you think, "Oh, that wasn't too bad. What's next, you know?" Start to get a bit of NRL under your belt and um yeah, you you always dream of playing for Queensland, but I guess it doesn't really come into your brain as a reality or a potential reality until you start to play bit of first grade and I was so lucky, mate. I was part of a really, really strong manly side. We had some success. And off the back of success, usually you, your players in that team start to get recognized for rep footy. And we had a fair few Blues players at that stage. And um, yeah, I got an 18th man in uh, 2012, which was an amazing experience. We to come in and get a feel for Origin Camp. And then we got an 18th man again in 2013, game one, and then... Game two, I got the call from Mal saying um, this time I was coming into camp to play. So um, game two, 2013, Suncorp Stadium. Um, yeah, it's a childhood dream come true and then a memory and a moment I'll never forget. Who was your
0: first call, brother? Because I know um, you're a very big family man. Um, who did you call first? Because, um, yeah, you've got you know, from, 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 you know, from the front to the back, everyone's so close with you. Who, who was your first call?
1: Um Well, I was sitting at home with my partner, so she got to find out first, and that was pretty special to yeah. um you know she obviously knew how bad I wanted to play and 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 achieve that and i'm uh, pretty sure I called my mum first um you know, like most mummies boys do um <laughs> I called my mum straight away, and uh yeah, it was um obviously my dad as well so Told my parents straight away. And then, um, the hardest part is containing it from your mate because yeah. obviously it's meant to be, you know, a big secret and stuff. But obviously your teammates and your friends and family are the ones who have shared the journey with you. So, um, you got to swear them to secrecy, not to tell anyone. <laughs>
0: You're not supposed to tell them at all, mate. You can't tell them at all until, uh, until they're, until the <laughs> time mate, Vessa, um, yeah, 100%. Vess, um, your missus, um, was she a blue before you started playing for queensland
1: <laughs> she is she well, is um, well, she is
0: still but obviously she has been uh she's been changed a little bit hasn't she
1: yeah for sure and um you know she she's not ashamed to say that she supports queensland now and um you know we get where where you're born and obviously that's a big part of origin and um, unfortunately for my missus, um, she made a Queenslander, but oh, dear, she hasn't married yet. We haven't married yet. But anyway, um I'm from <laughs> Wait, Queensland, she's from New South Wales. But <laughs> um, but I guess that sums up um how how passionate she is about I guess me and, and our relationship. Yeah. Not not me as a footy player. She couldn't really care less sometimes about the footy player. Like she just cares about me and um when she Got to understand what it meant for me to play for Queensland and how much winning Queensland, winning for Queensland means. And um, yeah, she was quick to jump shit, mate, just because she knew how much it was meant to me. And like all good partners do out there, they they support their partners, and she, she's been amazing with that. Would have
0: been also easy because she hadn't won one in um so many years as well. So um would have made, would have made it so much easier. I mean, what, were, what was it fourteen? Did you, you say know what?
1: I'm going to throw her under the bus. Here. I got a story for you. So, um, we were watching at this stage. I wasn't playing, but we were watching Origin. And then <laughs> I was cheering for Queensland and she was still cheering for New South Wales. And uh, they'd wrapped up another series. And she looked at me. She goes, Can you hurry up and play for Queensland so I can support you guys? <laughs> wow. <Well>, see? <laughs> so, she she always wanted to. She always wanted to. She's
0: got good character, vest And, uh, Look, uh she wouldn't be the she wouldn't have been the only one that's fallen to that, I reckon, um at times in that in that no, uh,
1: not during not during those eight years.
0: <laughs> she wouldn't have been the only one, mate. Um, for you, mate, you've you had a pretty um well not slow, but you you're a bit of a late bloomer bloomer bloom when it comes to popping into first grade. And then when you did, you you won a grand final immediately. Um which was <laughs> which is which is I suppose every every, every bloke dream to, to win a grand final as well with the team, but to do it in their debut season as well would have been just a breath yeah. of fresh air for you. Um, what were the emotions um, going through, you know, those moments when, you know, you just come into a, a first-grade squad and um, you're enjoying that part of it and then, you know, you go on not only to play and win a grand final, but um, you get chosen at the end of the year to go on an Aussie tour as well. Talk us through that.
1: Made it, um. I guess looking back now, I realised how lucky I was to be in such a good team. And um, for the first couple of years, you know, I made a couple of grand finals. We made top four for the first four years in my first grade career, and um, it wasn't easy. But I just not. It hasn't been until I've played inside that we haven't gone so well. And I've understood. Wow, we actually had this amazing group of footy players. We were coached well. Um, we got along for the most part, um, but at the end of the day, that common goal to come together and just win pretty games—it uh, was pretty unrivaled. And um, yeah, I never took it for granted. So you know, I don't mistake that as being ungrateful. I just—that's all I knew. I just come into this team, and it was just all perfect. So I was so happy to be playing a part in that. Um, and obviously, off the back of that team success. Um, I was getting a bit of attention and got to play for Australia and got to play for queensland, so <clears throat> I'm so, so grateful of the opportunity that I was given when I came in and I guess at the start, all I wanted to do was just stay in first grade, but I guess being the ambitious person I was and being surrounded by pretty ambitious teammates um it was pretty it made pretty clear to me that you know if you just settle them for a first grade spot, you're not doing your job properly. You need to be trying to make rep footy. You need to be making finals footy. And all those little things were just continually instilled by me, by the senior playing group at Manly. And um, so really, really cool times, mate. I learned so much. Um, Some lessons I didn't learn till later in life, but I look back and go, yeah, okay, that's what they were trying to teach me. or That's what that meant. So, um yeah, really, really cool um initiation of first grade mate that first year playing in the grand final and going on an Aussie tour and um I guess that's where the the sparks between you and I develop, weren't they? Mm, yeah.
0: <laughs> and we um we'll keep those uh stories on tour. Um they they won't, they won't <laughs> not come out here. There was a couple of weird times. Um actually I will talk about one time when that one night when um <laughs> we all come home, I think it was me, you, uh, Cosa. And tongs, and um, we were just in that room. We could not stop laughing about. I think we were yeah. just talking. I think we were just talking in Rabs' in Rabs' voice. And
1: Rabs impersonations were big then, weren't they? Oh, they were
0: massive. <laughs> they were the whole trip. They were huge. And that whole trip yeah. being an emu was so enjoyable. Um, if anyone doesn't know what an emu is, is obviously you have got the kangaroo on the emblem, and you have got the emu on the other side. If you're not playing, if you're not playing in the team, you're a you're having a good time, basically, and um, that's what we <laughs> that's what we did. I'm not sure how true that is when they go on tours now, but um, we got an opportunity to do that, chess as, as young fellas, and that was that was very enjoyable. Um, those moments from there on, mate, you've obviously grown up a lot, um, not only as a father, uh, you know, a soon-to-be husband as well, but a, as a man as well, and. You know, do you look back at those times when you're playing, you know, in those grand finals and playing in those um, rep sides, and um, now you're a senior leader, and realise how hard it is to 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 make grand finals, win grand finals, and and have a great crew together?
1: Yeah, yeah, you, you do, mate. I have realised that, and I think that's why the fire burn, um so strongly inside me to win a uh, grand final for Manly. Um, obviously, don't get me wrong; I'll always. Um, remember the first one, and that one I got in that first year. But to be able to play a bigger role in a grand final, um, to be a captain, and having seen how much hard work goes into it for everyone involved at the club, it just would—it'd be really nice to maybe do that again by the time I retire. And you know, even um, even winning an Origin series, the, the first year I was involved, where uh, we won that series in 2013. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that that certainly wasn't easy, but I guess my role in it was, you know, I didn't have to play a huge role. I was coming off the bench, learning from all these great players and future immortals. So um, yeah, it's just it's just a different experience, mate, and I guess all of that hard work that goes into it. Not to say that the young fellas don't work hard by no means, but you know, I guess the, the conversations and um the planning and, you know, I guess the leadership that has to get shown by the older players, um, I guess it can potentially be a little bit more rewarding for them so I sort of felt that last year you know like I just played a completely different role in a series win Um, and yeah it's not to say you're ungrateful for any time you win something it's just you have different experiences during that and um, that's why it'd be nice to hopefully at some stage win a premiership with Manly as as an older fella. Well
0: you are going on this weekend to play 250 games I mean that in itself <laughs> is is amazing. Um because, you know, you see you know, you see, we see players come and go um so quickly. But to to stay in the game as long as you've gone. Um, you're thirty-two this year. Um two Not, easy, to, easy, not, easy, not, to, easy. not to remind you. Um, but two hundred and fifty games is is a is a huge feat, mate. Especially when you did come in a tiny bit later when you were twenty uh, twenty one years old um into a you know, into a side. So um Firstly, how's the body holding up um, for this weekend and how long do you reckon daily Cherry Evans can, can, uh, can keep going?
1: Yeah, look, that's, that's one difference is um, I guess when you talk about um, the journey that you're on and what, what you experience as a young fella, to an old fella, um, it was nothing for me to have played the game of footy, not worried about any of my diet, hydration, recovery, and mm. just being ready to play the next week um now there's a bit more of a process that takes place during the week i've definitely got to be a bit smarter with what what i do in between games um uh, but i guess it's something i've become um i guess really i don't know i really obsessed with is, is the preparation side of things is making sure that i am getting my body right for that next game and Finding that balance between having a beer, um, not having too much dessert, yep. you know, all those things that I probably just did whenever I wanted as a young fella. Now I have to be a bit more conscious of when I'm doing that. So you send me an um, email I'm enjoying with that, that on, side of ropey leaf.
0: that stuff for us, please.
1: <laughs> but I'm loving it because I feel as though I'm getting the rewards for it because um, I'm on the field a lot. I'm not going to jinx and say anything like outrageous, but I'm. Pride myself on being available most weeks for my team, and that's something that I love. It's rugby league's the best part of our job, and people forget—you know, um, there's a lot of work that goes into a week of, to get ready for a game. But I'm enjoying what happens during that week, and this, and for me, still the the, the, the most favourite part of that week is is playing. So the enjoyment level's really high still, um, but. It, um, it doesn't come without its ups and downs. That's still one thing that just reigns true. Is with sport in general, it's just yeah, the ups and downs of rugby mm. league. It's, it's crazy.
0: So ten more years, beautiful. That'd be good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ten more years, just go where, where Smitty is. Um, I know you'd like to. Nah, t-
1: look, and I don't know how long I'll play for. People keep asking me a bit about that lately, but um, one thing I won't do is put a time on it because yeah. I've watched. I've watched my teammates tell me how long they're going to play for and then they don't get through their contract. So yep. um, if I can keep making sure I'm looking after myself, training hard and committing committing to the game, you know, I'm I'm enjoying watching footy, I'm enjoying playing footy. For as long as all that passion's still there and that work's going into it, I can't see why I'd, I'd stop anytime soon. But father time catches up with everyone, so... I'm just hoping I'm doing enough work to hold that off for a while. I'm
0: sure you will be, mate. Um, I know you don't want to talk about it a lot um, today, but we we have to touch on it. The um, Origin game one, um, it was it was it was a tough one to watch. I mean, I couldn't even imagine you know being a part of it. It would have been tough being on the field as well. Um, you know, just to give a insight to everyone of you know how you were. Did you you felt like your preparation was fine? Yeah, did you? Did you feel like we just got into the game right at that moment? How, talk us through that.
1: Maybe I guess during the week, um, I, I didn't see anything to suggest that that was going to happen. Mm. So maybe in hindsight, you look at things and go, "Oh, we should have done this more. We should have done less of this." Um, I guess that's what you know. That's what the good teams do: is they identify what they did wrong during the week mm-hmm. and during the game and and rectify that. So. You know, I'm sure Greeny and the coaching staff are going over a few things that they think could be done better during the week. And as players, there's certainly a fair few moments out there that we're not proud of and we, we can't take back, but we can hopefully learn from them and fix it for game two. So, mate, it was a rotten night for anyone that's a Queensland fan. Obviously, they have every right to be disappointed, but you know, I can guarantee you're never more disappointed than the people that are out there playing the game and involved. So, um, we've got to live with that one, but. The silver lining is that we're so lucky it was just game one, mate, because yep. if that was a decider or, or that was the end of the series, then um, I think that would be uh, a pretty embarrassing effort that we've we just missed the kick in the series. We've missed the jump. The Blues got us. Um, they played really good footy, but um, you, I, I do believe we'll be better prepared for what's coming. And like I said, I think we, uh, we've got the right people to, to rectify it and get it right for the game two.
0: How hard is it, mate, to... um. Be in a side and watch those, you know, those boys that play with you. Um, well, not hard, but, you know, they're, 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 they're second to none, aren't they? They're, they're, they're both very talented. And, um, you know, for you, you know, obviously what their strengths are, but so it's a different thing to try and stop them on the field. Um, how do you approach that? What, you know, what's when you're in the sheds and you're in the inner sanctum, what's, what's your conversation? You know, how do you, how do you stop them blokes like Tommy?
1: Yeah, well during the week we're definitely talking about how we can limit them. Um at the end of the day, there's there's certain players in the game that as much homework as you want to do on them, they're still gonna get involved in the game. Yeah. Um and I think that's really important for people to understand at home is that, you know, people will say, Why didn't you stop that? Why didn't you stop that? Well, you know, it's a bit of a cliche, but you're just trying to limit the impact they have on a game of footy. Players like Tedesco and Turbo no matter where the ball goes, they're going to follow it, and they're going to run it. They're going to pass it. They're going to try and kick it. They're going to do something. It's just because they're involved in the game that heavily. So, what we have to do is we have to come up with ways to limit when they get the ball and how they get the ball. So, uh, we didn't do that very well at all in game one. But like I said, we have got a big lesson in how to how not to do it, I guess, in game one. So, you know, I guess if we let it happen again, then there's a fair bit of egg on our faces, players and coaching staff, and like i said I, I do believe we'll we'll turn it around because uh, there's a fair bit of shame in in the way we played the other night, and we all had our tails between the legs after the game and you know flying home back to Sydney on that flight with you know a lot of New South Wales, not the team but a lot of new South Wales people and um yeah it was really it was hard it was hard coming back here and seeing the papers and what they you know walking past the paper on the table and just seeing you know the scoreline and everything that goes with it. Um, I guess for me, it's it's not the sole motivator of why I play footy, but, you know, after you lose like that, you can't help but have that fire burning in you to come out and, and make it, a, make it better for next game. So I think we'll all have that in us for next game. That's for sure.
0: I think you will as well, mate. I mean, personally, I know what it's like to play at Suncorp Stadium and it is a different beast. I mean, it would have been um, a bit of a weird scenario being in Townsville. I mean, you know, there was only twenty, what twenty two, twenty five thousand. I'm not saying that you know plays a huge role, but when you come here, I know that this is, and you've said it before, this is possibly and arguably the best stadium in the world to play rugby league at.
1: Yeah, you're right, mate. Yeah, so it's just different. It is just different. So we, we, like you said, mate, and you, you said it perfectly. We, do, we're not using town hall as an excuse, by no means. We, if anything, we should have been more motivated, than the Blues to play well there because of the opportunity to, to take it up to Central Queensland and North Queensland, sorry, but like I said, we, we, we missed that opportunity and um, we just got to live with that now, but we're lucky there's two more games to go on this next game, Suncorp, which, um, you know, the crowd doesn't win a game for you, but they'll certainly be there right there cheering us on and getting us home if we need it during those tough moments. So um, we'll, we've got to make those, We've got to make those changes out on the field to get the crowd involved, to be honest with you. If we play the way we played the other night, then they're not going to have much shit about. So yep. I think we make a few changes and, uh, you know, you know, between the years also as well, we need a bit of a mental adjustment. That you know, we well, I'm very certain we can do that and Suncorp's going to be a great place to try and fix all that for us.
0: Now, I know this is called Where the Fogs Are They Now, which means we usually ask where the old boys are now, but you're still in the game. So... I suppose a question for you is um, do you know what you want to do after you, you finish the game? Um, you know, is there – obviously you're thinking about footy and I know you're a person that thinks about it in the moments but have you even thought about anything like that of, you know, where you, where you want to go down, what path you want to, you want to lead into when you, when you leave the game of um, rugby league on the field?
1: Oh, mate, for pretty much my whole rugby league career, I've always been the sort of person that never let myself get distracted and mm. by that. If I felt at any stage I was thinking too much about something else, I felt like that would take away from the footy and me me preparing and working hard and all those things. But as I've become a bit older and obviously I've got kids now, you understand that you can separate your time and you can, you can I guess, balance yep. thinking about more than one thing. So I'm getting better at that as I get a bit older and I guess the question has started to pop up a bit more in my head. What, what does post-footy look like? and um, I, I don't have an answer to it, but I just do know that when I think about when you go to work, people want to, you want to be happy when you go to work, you want enjoyment, you want to be uh, working on things that you're passionate about and I've got a lot of passion for the game of rugby league and by the time I'm finished, I'd like to think that I've accumulated a fair bit of knowledge about the game. And, uh, I'd love to be involved with it somehow in some way and not sure if coaching's the answer for me. That I've seen how hard our coach works and all coaches yeah. work. I just don't know. I don't know if I want to be away from to keep home. That much. hair too, mate.
0: Um, like if you if you go into coaching, it might start going.
1: I've only got a couple more haircuts <laughs> left, as you know, mate. So.
0: You couldn't stand in a stiff um, breeze. You'd be careful. You should be careful.
1: No, no. <laughs> don't get too close to the air conditioning. <laughs> but I'm just not sure what I want to do. But the more I think about it, the more I I'm hoping that something in rugby league um, can pop up. And I think when the time's right, and when I'm a bit closer to knowing that I'm retiring, I think that's when I'll start to reach out and ask people um, for a job, basically. I think that's how it works. Yeah. It's a little (laughs) bit like
0: that. Or you just be a pest like me and, um, you know, people go, well, if you're not going to go away, we'll give you a job. All right. So I can teach you a few things, mate. I've I've been in the industry for a while now. so. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's right, I'll hang off you.
0: Well, not too much. I need I need the cash, mate. <laughs> 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 hey brother, um, I really appreciate you coming on here and, and having a chat. Um I know it's a very different way to do it, but technology's great and um look we wish you all the best here uh, for game two and um your two hundred and fiftieth. It's a big one. Um I'm sure your family Um, we'll be able to enjoy that one with you. Um, So go and enjoy that, brother. And thank you very much for coming on. Where the Fogs are they?
1: Thanks for having me, mate. It's always good to catch up with you.